Every single one of us has a personal brand. You either own it or someone else owns it for you. Your personal brand influences whether someone works with you, hires you, and most importantly, trusts you. On this podcast, Owning Your Personal Brand, we explore stories, successes, and failures of personal brand journeys and share practical advice on how you can take steps to develop your brand. Whether you are a career professional, executive, athlete, student, or entrepreneur, make sure to take some notes. Now welcome your host of Owning Your Personal Brand, Amy Thompson. Are you looking for a new job, but you're not sure how personal branding impacts your job search? Well, you are in for a really good episode this week as we talk about how personal branding can supercharge your job hunting. And today we are joined by Stephanie Alston, who is very experienced at being an entrepreneur and also recruiting people for their dream job. And so Stephanie, welcome to Owning Your Personal Brand. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm so excited to chat with you a little bit more. All right. Now, today we're going to be talking about some advice uh, related to personal branding, but really for the job seeker. So it could be someone um, early in their career looking to move up. It could be somebody changing careers. And so we want to provide them with some guidance and some really actionable advice that they can use. But before we get started, can you just share for, for the audience a little bit about yourself, your marketing journey, and also what you're doing currently? Yeah, so I am the CEO of a company called Black Girl Group, and we are a full-service creative staffing agency that connects all men and women of color, the companies seeking to hire more diverse talent in marketing, advertising, communications, media, and design. And I have had a very interesting journey, so it's so interesting that we're talking about defining your personal brand. Uh, in 2016, I was actually laid off of my full-time job at the time in heating and air conditioning public relations, which was not sexy at all. And I remember very clearly the day after I was laid off of my job, I actually ended up going to a conference. And I went with one of my friends who was an executive at another company here in the Raleigh-Durham area. And I remember being with her and her being able to introduce herself by her name and her job title and where she worked at. And everyone was so impressed. And then they came to me and they said, well, you know, who are you? What do you do? Where do you work? And I froze because I was just laid off. So I didn't have a job title to hide behind. And all I could say is I'm the CEO of a staffing agency. And I couldn't tell them I just started the day before, you know. And so whenever I said that, they were just like, oh, OK. But then they proceeded to talk to my friend. And so even that alone just let me know internally, hey, Stephanie, you need to make sure you're doing everything you possibly can to own your own personal brand so you're no longer defined by a job. And so now I spend a lot of my time through Black Girl Group um, as a recruiter, helping others not only own their personal brand, but also, like you said, making sure that they are able to receive their dream jobs. Um, I've been working in the industry for over a decade and I've had jobs all over the place. I've worked in various industries. And so I'm really committed to opening up the doors and providing seats at the tables, especially for job seekers, more than ever right now, because, you know, the job market is something that everyone's talking about. And so, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Well, thank you for that. You said a lot that I hope we get to unpack. One thing that stands out in particular, though, is being put on the spot and someone saying, well, tell me about yourself or who are you? And you only get that one shot. 
Yeah. Only get that one shot. And so we never want to put ourselves in that position of not feeling confident about what we do. Again, personal branding is not just what you do as a title or, wh or what you do for a company. It's, it's a little bit more about who you are as a brand, basically. Right. Um, so I love that you said that. And, I, and I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit more throughout this. Um, the first thing I'd love for you to talk about, though, is it's just why is it important? Just as a kind of foundation, why is it important for job seekers to focus on personal branding? Man, that is such a loaded question. I think it's important for multiple reasons because whenever you're applying for a job, well, as a recruiter, I look at things a lot differently than obviously the job seeker. Mm -hmm. But the first thing that I do, even before I scan your resume, is I Google the person whose name is at the top. And because I do that, other companies that I work with, I also know they do the same thing. And so whatever comes up first in Google, that's just law. I'm sorry. And if you Google your name and you don't like what you see out there, I think it's really important. Number one, that you go out and you own your domain. Make sure right. that people actually, when they Google you, your website comes up first. That doesn't mean that you have to be a business owner. It just means that you need to be able to own your own personal online real estate. And that's your name. And it's important because that is the number one step, especially in this digital age of owning your personal brand, even as you're looking for a new job. Mm -hmm. And then also, like I always tell people, too, is just whenever you Google yourself, go through the first and second pages of Google to see what's out there. I'll give a funny story about myself. Um, whenever I first started this journey of, of branding my own personal brand, I Googled my name just to see what was out there. And I saw criminal records. Clearly, that was not me. That was not me at all. Full disclaimer was not me, and the age does not match up with the location, but it matched my name. Mm -hmm. So it scared me because I'm like, oh my God, this could be stopping me from getting jobs and opportunities because people think that this person is me. And so then I remember calling my mom, said, Mom, like, it's a crazy Stephanie Austin out there. And so she was like, well, you know, utilize your SEO skills and, and get it off the front page. And so that's what I did. So I owned, again, my online real estate. So that was me owning my domain. So buying the domain for my name. That was me going on social media and literally getting every single social media profile that had high ranking and making sure that my name was owned on there. There may be platforms I don't use, but I owned it on there. Again, that's because before a recruiter even goes through your resume and your experience, they're already doing what I like to call a soft background check. And so if you want to make sure that you're putting the best foot forward with your brand outside of your resume, I just highly encourage you to, to start off with that Google search and seeing what's out there about you. And then from there, building up your online presence with your name only to make sure that you know, you're not getting knocked out of job opportunities before you even have a fair chance. Yeah. Oh, I love it. We can probably talk about this for hours, but <laughs> I think there's so many things that you said were important. So I want to put up this quote here that I, I just love because it's exactly what you were talking about. Start small, start with something simple, own your name, go find out what is online about you. I don't have a, a criminal with my name, but I have a very good Australian swimmer whose name is Amy Thompson spelled exactly the same way. And I remember a couple of years ago, that was one of the, you probably told me this, <laughs> one of the first things I did was Google myself and everything on the first page was about her. And I was like, all right, I gotta, you know, that's not gonna be helpful because people, like you said, no matter what it is, if you're looking for a job, you're looking for clients, people go to Google first. Right. And whatever they see first, that's their impression. 
And I did work very hard over the years to write more if I'm interviewed. And now when you go on there, she might have one entry on the first page. Oh, yeah. But then everything else is about me. And so it really, you can track that progress to see to see what's going on. So absolutely what you said is so on point. Know what's being said about you or someone with your same name. I always thought I spelled my name differently. Nobody's going to you know, have the same thing. So I love what you said about that. And I think that in a world of misinformation in this quote is so important because you just don't know if you do have a more common name, what else could be out there or frankly, what people could be saying about you. It could really be about the you, you know, it could be about you, but it could be something negative. And so you want to, you can't always delete what's out there, but you sure can uh, balance it with a lot of positive things you're writing in, in your website and things like that. So I absolutely love that. I appreciate that. And um, and too, because yeah. this, is, this is trending on social media right now in terms of this person. I actually was reading this morning that in 2020, and I know 2020 was a crazy year, so <laughs> so much kind of got swept under the rug, but Beyonce actually won a lawsuit that gave her the trademark rights to Blue Ivy's name. Oh, and I do so, remember that. Yep. And a lot of people thought that she was crazy because they're just like, it's a name, you know, why would you want to trademark yeah. it? But again, she understands that her child is a brand. And so she took the initiative to fight for the trademark. Now, I have not trademarked my name. I think that's, you know, that's, that's a little above me. However, I think, you know, understanding that even at a young age, you know, you really have to be careful of like how you're beginning to build a personal brand. Like you'll see all these celebrities, they're putting their children on social media. Again, they're starting their personal brands early, whether or not the child even has any input on that. So again, you know, I think the funny thing is as we get, you know, later on in life, we have to start realizing that, you know, there may be a generation of kids who have no control over their personal brand because their personal oh. brand was created for them before they were even thinking about personal yeah. brand. So, you know, I just I like think it's that. interesting. That it's good. And it's the same point. Own your name. And so we might not be able to afford or need to trademark it. Yeah. Definitely owning it and managing it is 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 very critical. So I appreciate that. Um, so the next thing I want to ask you about, okay, as a recruiter, when you are working with a client and they've identified a role that they need to fill and you've had all your conversations and you're ready to start actually recruiting, what is the first thing? First, where do you go to start looking for people? And then what are those things that you are looking for before you would even consider bringing them to the client? Yeah, so the first place that I look is actually internally through the Black Girl Group database. But then if you're not a part of the Black Girl da Girl Group database, because obviously there are some people that are great talent that I'm just not connected to, then mm -hmm. I go on to LinkedIn. And people are often shocked whenever I say I go to LinkedIn to actually mm -hmm. find folks for jobs. But what I want to tell people is to stop sleeping on LinkedIn. <laughs> Make sure that you fill out that profile. Make sure you check your messages. Because one thing that I do know is that lots of people, and I don't know why LinkedIn is this way in general, but what I've discovered is that lots of people actually create LinkedIn's, but then they never check it. Mm -hmm. Like They just have it out mm -hmm. there. And so I always tell people, you know, there are hidden opportunities in your inbox, especially right now. You know, I'm not in the job market for a new role, but I can tell you every single day I am getting messages in my email saying, hey, I have this role open for you. Are you interested? And recruiters are using LinkedIn as a primary tool in a lot of ways. Uh, once a client comes to me for a role that they have available, the first thing that I do, like I said, is once I figure out, you know, 
what skill sets I'm looking for. I start identifying candidates. And then what do I do? I go on Google and I search them to make sure they're not crazy. I am the person where I will go through Instagram. I will go through Facebook. And, and the reason why I do that is because, yes, I understand that everyone has a right to a personal life and that's fine. But because of the job that I'm hiring for, they're very front-facing roles. I always want to make sure that you take care of your own personal brand too, right? Because if you don't take care of your own personal brand, then how can I trust that if you know my client hires you, that you're going to be able to protect and handle their personal or their professional brand? Mm -hmm. And so, once I've gone through, you know, the soft social media comb, then I um I look for soft skills, so communications, customer service. Uh, great writing skills, great design skills. Uh, and I say those soft skills because like customer service and also communication is because those are the premises of every single job. If you don't know how to treat people well, and I can't see that from your resume, then it makes it really hard for me to be able to market you because the first thing that the client often asks me is, what can you say about their character? And granted, there are some that I, you know, I don't know, but when I have those initial conversations, if you know, it seems that you're not you know, a good person, you know, just in terms of character, then it's hard for me to be able to confidently say that you're going to do well in a job yeah. that deals with customers every single day. And yeah. so soft skills to me are more important than some of those hard skills that people really focus on. Because I do believe, especially again, for the roles that I recruit for, aside from maybe design, a lot of skills can, can be taught on the job, right? Yeah. With great training, they can be taught. And so I try to make sure that I'm giving folks an opportunity who may not have the perfect resume, the perfect, you know, combination of role that uh, another company is looking for, but just making sure that I believe that they're trainable to be able to be successful in the role. Right. That's, that's great. Two things that I heard from that. One is about kind of the personal and the professional and the fact that you go to pretty much all of the social channels, just looking for people just to check them out before you actually talk to them. And I think that is really important. That certainly is not something that probably used to be done back when we were early in our careers, but now it's so important to understand that it's, it's a bit combined. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have the right to have your personal life, but at the end of the day, the, the recruiters, the people that are hiring you are going to be looking for everything. And so you have to be careful about what exactly you put online because that's an impression, that's a reflection of who you are and, and who you possibly will be if you if you work there. Um, but the other thing you said, uh, let's see, you were talking about, I think I lost my little train of thought for a second. Oh, we were talking about, um, goodness, um, yeah, that's so crazy. I had another question, but I'll come back to it. I promise I'll remember it. I down, but I'll probably I'll remember it. But um, let's talk about, let's move on for a minute in the fact that when you are going on LinkedIn or you are looking on social, there are so many people that might be qualified. How do you determine who to talk to as far as how can people stand out? So if you're looking for a particular role and you find 10, 20 people on LinkedIn that look interesting, who do you call first? Like what stands out to you? Huh, that's a good question. Sometimes it's just whoever comes up first, honestly. Like, cause so with LinkedIn, um, I actually have the recruiter version of LinkedIn. And so it ranks candidates for me. And so there are times where like I'll just see number one because they have more of the skills that I'm looking for and I'll reach out to them first. Now, if it does look like they're not really active on LinkedIn, I don't reach out to them first. I put them at the bottom of my list only because I don't want to waste my time reaching out to them. And I know they're likely not to respond to me. Mm -hmm. uh, again, something else that really stands out to me is someone who has I 
diversity in their experience. And when mm -hmm. I say diversity in their experience, I mean people who work across various industries. To me, to me, and I know I'm gonna get a ton of pushback for this, is I'm not necessarily thrilled to see a person who's been in a job for 15 years in the same role. And I know for many job candidates, you know, that's a sense of security for them. And I think it's great if that's what works for you and, and you're happy in a place. But for me, it becomes really challenging to actually, you know, present someone who's been in a role for 10 or 15 years to a client of mine, because then it seems like, you know what, they may be stuck in their ways or they may not necessarily their way, but they may be stuck in that company's ways, I should say. And mm -hmm. so it may be hard to teach them, you know, another company's ways simply because they've been with another company for so long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even to expound on that a little bit, I actually, again, this could get some pushback. I actually had um, a conversation a couple days ago with a candidate who, I thought would be amazing for a role. And she also thought that she'd be amazing. But Amy, she said to me, well, I really like this job and I think it's perfect for me, but I just promised my current employer that I would never leave. And I was like, wow, wow. And I said, you know what? Do what makes you happy. But and, I, and I, I don't really, I personally don't like unsolicited advice, but I had to do it in the moment because yeah. I was like, oh, this could be an opportunity just to open up her perspective. Yeah. I said to her, I said, you know what? If you made that promise to them, that's fine. And if your loyalty is with them, that's okay. I said, but we're also in a very volatile job market. And so I said, you have to be careful. And even in a non-volatile job market, you have to be careful because just because you make a promise to them that you will never leave, if their company shuts down tomorrow, right. you don't right. have a job. And so right. you have to make sure that you remain open-minded. And again, make sure that even if you are staying in a job for a long period of time, again, make sure you're getting new skills along the way, learning new software, learning, you know, new techniques. If, you know, if your job is technique driven, you know, learning new, just learning doing professional development on a consistent basis because if yeah. you don't do that again you'll be very pigeonholed and i don't want that to happen to anyone should like i said that company you know shut down tomorrow and then you know, yeah. um yeah. but yeah sorry i went on a little tangent there but i think no, you know <laughs> that's just important just to kind of keep in the back of your mind is that whenever you're looking for a job make sure you're always learning and even if you're not mm -hmm. looking for a new job today Again, make sure you're not so comfortable that you stop learning and you only get stuck at, you know, what am I doing for my company now and how yeah. am I showing my loyalty? You know, just make sure that you you remain open and flexible and that you're learning more every single day to make yourself marketable when the time comes for you to look for something else. Well, I think one thing you said was you look for diversity in, in skill sets. And yeah. I think even for the person who wants to be loyal and stay at a certain job a long time, they can still do things outside of work. Like Correct. Said, professional development and things like that, that at least bolster their profile. So they might have the same job for a long period of time, but they could have other things that shows they're active. And that's I think that's one of the things that I would pull out from what you said is like, be active professionally. Let people know that you're, like you said, learning and you're growing, even if you are very loyal to a company or something like right. that. Yeah. Um, one question too about something you said, the soft skills, you mentioned the importance of that. How, how do people show that to you? Right. So if you're going on LinkedIn, like, or you're looking at someone's resume before you speak to them, how can they demonstrate those type of skills to you? Yeah. So 
again, going through their social media profile, some of that you can see. <laughs> I mean, because especially, you know, I would say, you know, new graduates, a lot of them post like Instagram live. So like you get a chance to actually see mm -hmm. like how they speak and how they communicate with others. And, you know, some of them even go like broadcasting what they do on the weekends. So you then get a chance to see how they're interacting with other people. Again, yeah. I know social media is a highlight reel, so it doesn't really give you a ton of insight. Um, but again, I think you learn a great deal just from looking through social media. Also, you know, if they're active on LinkedIn, I can see what kind of skills, soft skills they have, maybe by how they engage on other people's posts mm -hmm. or how, you know, some people might write content on LinkedIn. I can read through their content and get a mm -hmm. sense of their voice and the things that they're passionate about. But then in a lot of ways, sometimes, because again, online only shows you a very small portion of who mm -hmm. you are, getting on the phone, literally having conversations with them actually opens up the door and lets me see who they really are as people because for me that's really important you know because sometimes i may scan through a resume and i may think they're an okay candidate but actually after having a conversation with them i'm like wow they are dynamic like i need to hire this person tomorrow um and so i do always highlight the importance of not just getting to know someone via email but actually having phone conversations with them to get a better insight and that's also because you know everyone isn't great at creating say a linkedin profile right resume you know there have been times where i've talked to folks and i'm like why isn't that on your resume like that is the, the yeah. of your career yeah and i don't know no one ever told me that like that felt small to me so having those conversations gives me so much more insight you know at the end of the day than even words on a linkedin page or resume could ever give me yeah that that's a good point i think it comes a little bit to confidence it's very hard sometimes to talk about yourself and yeah talk about oh i'm so great at these things and so that kind of lends itself to getting help when you need it you know having somebody help you write your profiles or just the professional development you know watching things like this or or webinars where you can get some tips on how to stand out and things like that one last question that i want to ask not to get too technical but at a high level how should people go about making sure that their profile on linkedin is searchable because you'd mentioned you use you know linkedin recruiter but somehow they're compiling for you um, profiles based on certain skill sets. So where should people, or you know, how much time or effort should people put into making sure they're not just listing bullets of things they do, but they're actually thinking through how my profile can come up high when when someone's searching for me or searching for my skills. Okay, this is interesting. I was okay. This is very interesting because. This is interesting. This is a very interesting question. And I'm going to tell you why. It's interesting because, one, I actually never thought about what words we need to put in. But now being on the recruiter side and seeing what LinkedIn recruiter specifically yeah. is like, I actually do have an answer to this. So, one, your job title is everything. And so that means literally what you're doing right now. Now, in the event that you are unemployed, put self-employed and list out that job title that you want. Not necessarily, you know, that I'm unemployed or I'm just self-employed, for example. So right now for one of my clients, I am hiring a social supervisor. So if you're in the advertising industry, you know, a social supervisor is someone who manages your social ad um, campaigns for um, any given agency. So the number one word that I look for is first. So on LinkedIn Recruiter, there's actually an option to type in job title. And so I type in, you know, social supervisor. It also gives me an option to put 
what city and state I'm in. And so I think, again, that's important because some people, they say, well, I don't want to put where I live at because I don't want, you know, privacy reasons. And I completely understand. But if you want to be searchable by recruiters, you're going to have to put in your city and state. And the reason why that's important is because there are so many companies out there who can only hire in certain states. Like for this particular role, I can only hire in Texas and Georgia. So the two things that I'm always putting in is social supervisor, Texas and Georgia at the part of my search query. And then the last option I have is keywords. So the keywords that are in the job description are social media ads, um, digital media strategy. I type in those words as keywords and then LinkedIn Recruiter automatically finds all profiles that have those words listed in their resume. So again, if you see a job out there or multiple jobs out there that you may be interested in, make sure that your LinkedIn profile is optimized for this. And now in hindsight, I realize that there's a whole market for like LinkedIn optimization. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you can do it, you know, right. go for it. But again, like whenever me as a recruiter, when I'm searching specifically on LinkedIn, and I know that a lot of these ATS systems, which like the HR mm -hmm. system screened employees, um, a lot of those systems also search for keywords. Yeah. So, you know, a trick that I've learned is that if you see a job out there, sometimes you can literally copy and paste the, the job description and then figure out what part of that you've actually done and incorporate that into your resume or into your LinkedIn profile. As simple as that. So then when recruiters are looking or ATS is screening your resume, you're always going to go through that initial vetting process and make it to the top of their pages simply yeah. because you use the right keyword strategy. And so, yeah, I know some people may say, well, that's a little too technical for me. Yeah. But if you can copy and paste, um, like I said, a job description and then tweak it, you know, to what you've actually done, those keywords can be super valuable for you, especially like I said, on LinkedIn, because that's yeah. what I do is I'm, I'm using keyword queries. And um, so, yeah, keyword queries and then making sure that you actually put the job title that you currently mm -hmm. do um, and then city and state. And, you know, those are, I would say, the top three things that you need to okay. focus on whenever you're you're optimizing your um, your online presence. Got it. I think that's good. I know it's a little bit in the weeds, but I do think it's important that people understand it's you know, some people probably think, oh, I'm so qualified for this job. Why didn't they call me back? Or why didn't I get an interview? And sometimes it's it's <laughs> as simple as these recruiters and HR folks are busy and they are going to use the easiest way possible to find the top talent to be able to go and, and make that outreach for. And so if you don't have those optimized profiles or, or you don't have a digital presence, they can't find you. And so that's kind of that first part of, of the personal branding from a tactical perspective is making sure you have that digital presence and making sure it's optimized. So I think that was helpful. It may have been a little bit too deep, but it, it's helpful <laughs> that people at least know that there's something they should be looking into. They should be trying to identify. So I think that's, I think that's really good. Um, now we're going to close down with one last question, which is really just advice that you might share. I mean, you've given incredible tips throughout this conversation of things that people need to think about, things that people can do to, um, make sure they're better prepared and make sure that they use personal branding to help them with their job search. But what kind of advice might you give to people who right now are, you know, tightening up their resumes or actually looking for the right, uh, the right fit for them? What kind of advice could you share? 
Yeah, so I have two pieces of advice. Number one, like don't beat yourself up if you haven't figured it all out yet mm -hmm. as it relates to personal branding. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, someone may hear you and I talk and say, oh, well, they have it all figured out. But the thing is, is that we have learned through trial and error mm -hmm. and personal experiences. When I graduated from college, um, I graduated with a degree in journalism and math communications. And I just knew that I was going to get the job of my dreams instantly just because I had a degree and I had some great internship experience. I ended up, and this is not an exaggeration, I went on over 500 job interviews after I graduated from college. Wow. And that is both um, phone interviews and in-person interviews before I actually landed my first job. And it was very discouraging. And what I quickly learned was the importance of optimizing those resumes because what would happen is I would have interviews and I would bring up, you know, an experience I had and they'll say, well, why isn't that on your resume? Mm -hmm. And so what I realized is that the reason why I had gone through so many interviews and not gotten the job is because I didn't know, like you said, how to articulate exactly what it is yeah. that I did, but also being able to give myself praise um, and be able to highlight, hey, these are the things I've done. These are the things that I've accomplished. And here's what makes me qualified. So I say be patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you haven't figured it out yet. You will trial and error. Um, you know, A, B, test your resume. So that means, you know, create multiple versions of it and figure out which one works better for you. Um, that's really important, too, because maybe you're looking for a variety of different jobs and you're trying to figure out, OK, well, how do I land this job? Try different versions of your resume and see if one gets you more feedback than other. And the one that gets you better feedback, start using that more consistently. And then lastly, um, I want to say, and, and you and I talked about this before the show, is don't put yourself in a box as it relates to personal branding. You know, even for myself, I know some people may look at me and say, oh, well, I thought you did PR. I thought you do SEO. I thought you did this. I thought you did that. And I do all those things. At the end of the day, I am a person. So personal brand is about you and who you are, not necessarily an occupation, not necessarily a career. You know, I, I actually had a good friend who um, I grew up with, who oddly enough, you know, started out being a nurse and she's now an attorney. And a lot of people have said, like, how do you jump from being an RN to an attorney? Because that's off brand for you. And at the end of the day, it's not about what you choose to do. And the biggest thing is, is that this individual, she likes to help people. Now, granted, she's helping people in different ways. But if you look at her soft skill set, her soft skill set is helping those who are in need. One At one point, she did in the middle career. And then later, she did it in the legal industry. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you feel like, hey, you know, I need to stay in this one job industry or I need to focus on this job only. Don't don't focus on one area because you feel that people are going to think that you're all over the place. At the end of the day, your personal brand is about you and what you're passionate about and what you bring to the table. So never be afraid to step outside of the box that sometimes I believe your personal branding can put you into. No, I love that because it, it's so important. It takes a while to find the right career path. And so you might have a few different industries that you work in until you really figure out where your sweet spot is. But like you said, personal branding is about you. It's not about the specific job you have or had. It's about you. And what are those things that really flow through all of your different jobs? What are those characteristics? What are those values that you that you can add? So I love that. And I think it's great advice for people. Um, and so I want to close out just with saying and kind of reminding people that personal branding is something that you need to own. Wherever you are in your kind of professional journey, you could be looking for a new job. You could be looking to get promoted. You could be an entrepreneur like us. 
But whatever you do, you need to own your personal brand. You need to make sure, I mean, some of the things we talked about here, make sure what's online about you is accurate and how you want people to, um, to see you. What impression are you making when people look at you online? You know, how easy is it for people to find you and find out information about you? And you really have the power to, um, to do that. I think one of the things based on what you just said is messaging is so important. It's truly a marketing exercise to find a job or to build a career because it's about not just the specific things that you did, but it's what is your message? What is your key message that you can share with employees, partners, or or others. And so I'm really excited that you shared all this great information from people. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? You know, how can people get in touch with you or follow you online? Ooh, uh, well, you can visit me on my website, uh, stephanieraustin.com. If you're interested in learning about my staffing agency, you can visit us at blackgirlgroup.com. Um, in terms of social media, I can't always remember my social media handle um, <laughs> because I, I had to use um, hyphen. Austin. And you can follow me on LinkedIn. But, um, and then lastly, you know, if you just want to contact me directly, you can reach me at stephanie at blackgirlgroup.com. I'm always happy to provide information. Um, and also answer questions as it relates to personal branding or recruitment, because at the end of the day, teamwork makes a dream work. So anyway, I can be of service to my community. I'm more than happy to help. Yeah. And take advantage of that. You know, so many people, guests that I'll have and people in my network are always open to having those conversations. And most people don't take advantage of it. Take advantage of it, because especially with personal branding for job seekers, you can't always see all of the sides of yourself. And so sometimes it's great to have an objective person give you some feedback on whether it's your resume, whether it's just your approach, whatever it may be. So definitely take Stephanie up on that and reach out. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us and listening in on this conversation about owning your personal brand specific to job seekers and those that are on the hunt for a new job. Thank you so much for listening and um, hopefully we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Owning Your Personal Brand. If you found information from this episode helpful, please share it with others that you know. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and join us again next week. Owning Your Personal Brand is produced by the team at Creative Allies, a digital marketing firm based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Until next time, thanks again for listening.